Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Finishing Well Ministries podcast. If you are 65 or older, we are very glad you're here as a part of our senior generation listening. And if you're younger than 65, we welcome you just as much as the seniors. Whether you're older or younger, this is the spot where we discuss how we can all live our lives and finish our lives well and with purpose. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here with my pal, Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Hey, Hal, it's a beautiful day in Dallas today. Uh, we, we just love this kind of weather, don't we? It is gorgeous out there, Randy, and uh, it's just good inside being here with you, working on this podcast, and uh, top of the day to you, and I'm looking forward to our time together this morning. I am too, Hal. So um, we try to find topics that we both are interested in, that we kick around between the two of us and sometimes with other people. And uh, by doing that, we come up with things that we think uh, both we will be interested in and our audience will be interested in. So uh, we've done that, haven't we, Uh, quite a bit. And uh, I know that this one, the one we're going to do now, is uh, one of those that we've kicked around a lot. So what are we doing, Hal? What's what's our topic for today? Well, our topic for today is really, what what is the riddle of life? Uh, <laughs> what is our purpose oh here? Yes. And I'll tell you how we got into this. Uh, we, we got into this session by thinking about how do we spend our leisure time in our retirement years? And yes. it really came up with a simple question. Can you play golf too much? Yes. You know, thinking about what is our purpose in these decades now that we're retired? How do we value our time and where does leisure fit into that? So that's kind of the question we want to address today. But I want to address it in a full-fledged way, a little biblical background, uh, a little theology, et cetera, and go into that. Sound good? That's, that sounds really good. And, and and the point being right up front that we are using or mentioning golf as our example of what we're talking about. Do we have anything against golf, Hal? Uh, I don't have anything against golf. I'm not a golfer, but, uh, I mean, you, you know, the real issue is whether it's golf or for me, it's riding a bicycle. Yeah, you, you know, I can go out for hours and ride a bicycle. Other people can go out hours and play golf. Other people can go for hours and travel. I mean, whatever it is, it doesn't matter whether it's yes. playing with your kids, doing something with your wife. You know, what's our purpose in doing what we do and how do we value it? And that's kind of what we're addressing today. I don't play golf anymore either. Uh, did a long time ago. And uh, so we and, you know. We all have, your point I'm hearing is that we all have things. We all have things that we really enjoy, maybe have a passion about. Uh, They may be things that we consider we have earned the right to do. They are our leisure time. And we want to, we want to use those to, to, to actually uh, give us a, a, a positive outlook on life by, by being involved in those kinds of things. Maybe sometimes they're even healthy pursuits. So uh, it's not that we are opposed to golf, is it? It is that we think golf can become, possibly become an issue for us in our uh, aging years. 
So I, 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 I'm going to get out of the way and let you talk about that, Hal. Okay. Uh, I want to introduce this idea that we want to talk about in through the book of Ecclesiastes. So here's my, my thesis. What we do in our retirement years is no different than what we should have been doing all of our lives. And that is having God at the very center and thinking through everything that we do because of his being at the center of our lives and he is our motivation. So you think about all that you do in life and whether it's anchored in God or whether it's anchored in self. Now, let me talk about Ecclesiastes for a minute. Ecclesiastes is a book about enjoying life. Walt Kaiser wrote a book, and he, en he entitled it Total Life. If you want to really understand life, understand the message of Ecclesiastes. So in chapters one and two, Solomon's talking about the futility of life. But then he answers why he's talking about the futility of life at the end of chapter two. He says in verse 24, for there is nothing better for a man than to eat and drink and tell himself that his labor is good. Now, he's thinking about the working man, the working woman in the midst of life. Tell yourself that your labor is good. This also I've seen. It's from the hand of God for who can eat and who can have enjoyment without him. So what Solomon is really wrestling with is what's the purpose of life? The purpose of life is to see God at the very center of your life. And he's the giver of every good and perfect gift, your ability to get up in the morning, go to work, love your wife, love your kids, enjoy life, enjoy your gifts, enjoy your leisure, time, whatever it is in all of life, he is at the very center. Now, let me just take it one step further. In chapter three, uh, that's where Solomon says there's an appointed time for everything under the sun, time to be born, a time to die. He gives these opposites uh, in verses one through eight. So in the middle of life, with all its struggles and its joys, its birth and its death, its planning, its tearing up, Solomon wants us to remember that God is at the very core of our lives, and only through him can we really enjoy life. In fact, he says later on in chapter three, what is crooked cannot be straightened. You know, there's a lot of things that don't add up in life. So the only way they will add up is if you see God at the very center of life. And this is the theme he chases throughout the book. He actually comes to death in chapter 12. So between now, when you're living, when you're raising your family, when you're at the high point of your career, when you and your wife or your husband, whoever it is. And by the way, this is for men and women. This isn't, I mean, women play golf too. I mean, women have, they have leisure as well. But all of it is wrestling with your purpose. Why do you do what you do? That's the big issue. And that is true whether you're in your 20s, you're in 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, a centenarian. Why do you do what you do? And is your life focused on God? And Solomon's encouragement is you ought to enjoy life at every stage, seeing God at the center. He's the giver of every perfect gift. So see him at the center and enjoy it. My historical example here is Eric Little, you know, the great missionary to China, but he was an Olympic runner. And you remember their conversation in the movie? He says to his sister, who says he, he shouldn't compete in the Olympics, he should go serve God. He says, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. 
So your greatest pleasure is doing what God has ordained you to do and giving you the gifts of do all of your life. It makes all the sense in the world. So now we're talking about our retirement years. And my thesis, number one, is we should be doing the same thing in these years that we've done in every other year. We should be enjoying life. If you play golf in your 40s, play golf in your 70s. If you play golf in your 50s, play golf in your 80s. Whatever it is you enjoy, you want to travel, you want to be with your kids, you want to be with your grandkids, you want to be with your wife, your husband, you want to use your gifts, your mission in life, all of life is anchored in him. So that's the question that we, it's not, do I play golf too much? Well, is playing golf in your 70s part of God's mission for you? It's not a big theological question. What is he motivating you to do? What is his spirit leading you to do? And yes, there are things that you enjoy in life. You enjoy traveling. You enjoy being with your kids. You enjoy being with your spouse. You enjoy being using your gifts. So anytime we are imbalanced using all kinds of things. So if I play golf eight hours a day and don't use my gifts, then am I imbalanced? Then I would say maybe you are, unless you're persuaded that God wants you to be in the senior PGA tour where you're playing golf eight hours a day. So those are the kinds of questions. And that's the background that I bring to this discussion. And I, I think golf is, is a, a classic, if you will, example of that point, how there are many other hobbies and interests that could take part or all of our days uh, uh, that the people love uh, who are involved with them. Um, and uh, there is... From our standpoint, nothing, no, absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying yourself, maybe enjoying that time with your family that you feel like you now have time to spend uh, with others or with your spouse, just uh, enjoying that leisure time activity, right? So we think we've got a chance to, to do those things now. We are no longer fully engaged with work. Um, our, our, presumably our, our kids have, uh, moved out and are on their own, um, and, uh, maybe have grandkids that we like to be a part of that as well. But as far as our personal time, how we spend that, we feel like many times, I think we feel that we would like to spend that time doing things we enjoy doing, or as you said, we might that might even be a gift I have that I'm really good at. So it's sort of a double pleasure. It's the activity, but it's also that I'm really good at it. So that can be a lure to me that can get out of balance, is what I've heard you saying. You know, in Ecclesiastes, we talk about there's a there's a season for everything, right? There's a season for everything. But if our season is only doing what makes us happy at every stage of life. Don't let anything else intervene that takes me away from thinking about myself. Then maybe some of what I'm doing might come into question. Another way, I agree with that, Randy. Another way of thinking about this, my work as a person, as a man made in God's image, is to do the work he entrusted to me. So the question is, how do you define work? Work is doing that which God put you here to do for his purposes and his kingdom. It's relational. 
It's relational with your spouse. It's relational with your kids. It's relational with your peers. It's relational uh, if you work in a, a job, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. But all of life is relational. All of life is pleasing to him. Whatever you do, Solomon says this in Ecclesiastes, whatever you find to do, do it with all your might. So you're in the golf course, do it with all your might. You're in the corporate room, do it with all your might. You're teaching kids and education, do it with all your might. All of life is to be lived with God at the center. That's the fundamental principle. And the other thing, like Eric Little, God made me fast. What did he make you to do in your retirement years? And am I doing that? And yes, part of that is using your time to, to, to enjoy life and enjoy your mission. You may be able to carry out your mission on a golf course. You may be carrying out your mission in travel. You may be carrying out your mission in volunteering somewhere. I don't know. Using your skills your, as a resource person for the church. I, I don't know, whatever it is. But you, and in that sense, retirement is no different than any other season in life. God puts you here to do his will, will, his work, his purpose, and for you to enjoy it. So that how I balance all those things and pursue that objective is why I am here. And that's the message of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. You know, Couple of thoughts about that. How well? One thought, anyway, is that uh, I, as I contemplate the challenge that people can have in uh, in in thinking through. Now that I've got this freedom uh, that I have earned, so to speak, and and my spouse has sacrificed along with me to get to this point. And I feel like this freedom uh, allows me to have time for things that we both really want to do. We both really want to enjoy together. Uh, that there is absolutely, and I think you and I are saying this together, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, that idea that we want to enjoy our time now that we have more time, we want to enjoy that together and do things that we that, that give us pleasure, that give us uh, positive, positive feelings, that that encourage us in some way. So there's, you know, we're not saying uh, in any way, shape, or form that finishing well means that you have to get on a uh, a fun police bandwagon of some sort. And say you can't do things that uh, don't give you personally a lot of uh, positive feelings. Um, but I think of it, Hal. I I was contemplating this the other day that it's a battle of the idols, if you will. Uh, and here's what I mean by that: since retiring and having freedom, that we often feel like we're idle, I-D-L-E, and our time as idle is just, uh, it's actually a total turnoff to many, many people. Being idle is the same as um, uh, torture, uh, that if I'm idling around, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm worthless. I'm getting nothing done. I'm not positive about myself or anybody else. 
so being idle is not what I want to be. I want to be involved in things. So if it's golf, if it's tennis, if it's whatever hobby I have to pursue, I want to spend time not being idle. Um, is that thinking about me only? Possibly. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But the danger is not the idle time uh, that I'm that I'm tackling. The danger is making a different kind of idol out of what I wind up doing. And that idol is separate from the Lord. So it's a battle of idols in the sense that um, I have to do something about the idol that I don't like, but making an idol out of the new thing, whatever it is, is my problem. And if I can figure out, as you said, how to balance that rather than obsess with the new thing, whatever it is, then I'm beginning to find a way to finish well. Is that correct? I think it's correct. Let me let me use another verse and say it in a different way. I, I like 1 Corinthians 10.31, where Paul says, whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. I think that verse plugs in at any year in life. It plugs in your 20s. I mean, not, not only what you eat or drink, but whatever you do, whatever you do in your career, whatever you do in your time, wherever you work, Whatever your issues are before you in life, you are to live them for the glory of God. He's at the center of your life, and you do life to enjoy him to the max. As Ecclesiastes 10.9, enjoy life with the woman whom you love, for this is your reward, the relationship, your kids, your home, your work, your energy. Everything is about being pleasing to God and glorifying him in your life. So what you do in your 50s, you know, is enjoying life for the glory of God through all that's yours, what you do in your 70s. And in that sense, I'm going to say what you do in your retirement years is no different than what you did in your 50s. There are different time allocations. And yes, you say, I want to enjoy some things with my wife because I spent more time working. Or you see coaches, football coaches say, I want to retire early because I want to enjoy time with my family. Great, do it. But whatever you do for the Christian is to glorify God at the core of your being in every area of your life. So that's the test of how much golf you play, of how much whatever you play, however much finishing well ministries work, I do. The question is that Vicki and I have to answer for ourselves is why did God put us here and what is his mission for us and how are we enjoying him and each other and our family and our grandkids and our skills and our mission and our purpose in all of life? Yep. So <clears throat> if we can keep the Lord at the forefront, of our uh, thinking, of our of our approach to things, then we will begin to see a balance. Will we not, Pal? Keeping the Lord at the forefront of our activity. You know, Romans 8, verse 14, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So how is the Spirit leading you to spend your leisure time? And yes, certainly that can be in the golf course. It can be climbing mountains. It can be going to the beach. It can be taking your family wherever. But you do it all for God's purposes in your life. And that's the message of Ecclesiastes. Can we finish well that way, Hal? Well, should we finish well? Absolutely. Yes. We should finish with God at the very center of our lives. That's what I mean. With him at the forefront, we can finish well, can't we? Absolutely. Uh, let me wrap up this discussion with a couple other general things uh, and see where our time is. At the end of Ecclesiastes, Solomon says a couple of things, which I think are outstanding, and they apply to all of age. 
First of all, in Ecclesiastes 12.1, he says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Ecclesiastes is written at the end of Solomon's life as he learned, but he in a sense says, golly, I wish I could go back and start life all over and do what I was supposed to do because he got sidetracked. He got sidetracked on his own pleasures. So he says at the end of the book, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days draw nigh that you say, I don't want to go there in my old old age when my body disintegrates. So all of life he is thinking about. Remember your creator at every point in your life and live for him. Uh, The second thing he says is in verse 11. He says, take stock of the wisdom that God gives you through all of life. He says, the words of the wise men are like goads and masters of these collections are like well-driven nails. They are given by one shepherd. He says, take stock of what you've learned in life, how to enjoy it, how to live it to the hilt for the glory of God and apply these principles. So, you know, whether it's golf or whatever it is, whatever God has wired you to do, pay attention to it and live wisely in your retirement years, just like you live wisely at any year. And then he finally closes the book and says in verse 12, fear God and keep his commandments. This applies to every man at every age. God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it's good or evil. So take stock of your life. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And are you doing it for his glory or are you doing it for your own selfish, sensual pleasures, you might say? What's his mission for you? And back to Eric Little, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. I think he would have said the same thing in the Japanese prison encampment that where he was held as a prisoner all of his life until his death. God put me here and I want to be here for his purposes in my life. Life changes in its situations. But in every situation, we ought to honor God and put him first and seek his pleasure in our lives. Well, I hope this has given you some food for thought about why you, why I do what we do in our aging years, whatever they may be, what we do with our spouses, what we do with our families, what we do with our time, what we do with our kids. And we're here to enjoy God, whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God at whatever age you are, at whatever activity you're doing and seek God and his highest good and his pleasure in your life. Uh, I think it makes all the sense in the world. That's our mission in our retirement years. So I hope this helped you. If you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, It's a long discussion on any one of these topics we do, but I pray God will encourage you and lift your spirit and see his purpose in your life in these critically important days. If you want to interact with us, we'd love to hear from you, Hal, at finishingwellministries.org, and listen to our podcast at www.finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast, and pass these along to other people and use them to generate conversations in your Sunday school class or your home Bible study group or your spouse or other friends, your men's Bible study, whatever it is. And let's keep living our lives well and finish well for the glory of God. Amen, Randy. Amen. Thanks. Have a blessed day.